Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And on today's episode of the Prime, we're going to talk about our NBA mock draft, at least the lottery, 
Uh, we're going to talk about Chris Paul getting waived uh, at some point here in this month of June. Uh, and then we're going to, that's all we're going to do today. So uh, I'm David Huffman right there, Israel Verrett. <laughs> Welcome into the show, my friends, and happy almost Friday. Um, I do enjoy a good Friday. Uh, how are you all doing, gentlemen? I enjoy a good Friday too, baby. Let's yeah, go. Uh, it's, I mean, especially tomorrow, tomorrow is especially great because it's payday Friday. Uh, and I oh do like, my God, yes. I do like Them getting paid. Is dry like the Sahara Desert, baby. And uh, I put in, I, I put in a insane amount of overtime last like month or so, with like fifteen hours a week in overtime. So my next couple checks are gonna be nice. Oh, you can you can hook a brother up with a couple yeah. scrollers <laughs> over there, David. Hey, right, TJ. Hey Drink man, song, if you, David. Oh, hey man, if, if, if you just if you just keep throwing away jelly beans on the Miami Heat, you wouldn't be in these problems. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, trap, hold on, trap. The Heat have won me almost two thousand dollars in these playoffs because they are the underdog in literally every round they played. This playoff. So let's move on. Let's just get right into the content. Let's not waste any time. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Let's talk about Chris Paul. Uh, they have formed Chris Paul that the era is probably over in Phoenix. They have told him that they are going to be waiving him. Um, his 2023 contract is only halfly guaranteed as long as they waive him before the end of the month. Uh, he did finish the season injured in the playoff series against the Brooklyn or the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he's also dealt with a bunch of injuries the last three seasons, uh, even going back to the year they went to the finals. He was banged up there a little bit, too. Um, the Suns could look to bring Paul back for less money. Uh, that's what I read in one report. But I don't I'm not necessarily sure they will. Um, or do you think you think he's going to be back in the Phoenix Suns if they can if he's with some lesser money? Mm, no, no. I I also no. agree. No, TJ. No, no. <laughs> yeah. right, let's, I'll, let's... I'll give you some elaboration here. So I don't. I think that they're doing this. I think they know that what's out there: James Harden, Kyrie Irving. TJ's always mentioned Kyrie Irving. I think. James Harden definitely for sure now. Um, I, I, but yeah, I but think I think Chris wave, Paul I think Chris waving Paul, waving Chris Paul doesn't give them the cap space to sign either of those two guys. Like they just literally save fifteen million dollars. It's, uh, it's a trade. A trade would happen first. Like they're gonna try to trade. Right. I, I I I the the rumor mill says that he's going to be waived. They the do not rumor mill said they're going to try to trade him first, and if they don't, if they don't find a trade partner, then they'll wait. Okay. You know what team? You know what team would make sense for Chris Paul? And I know he probably I, this team won't win. Well, I wouldn't say won't win a championship, but they could use a guy like Chris Paul. Is the Boston. New Orleans Pelicans? No, Boston. Or the Boston's. Boston. Or Boston too. But I like, but TJ, listen to me out about New Orleans though. They like CJ does all the handling, but if they had Chris Paul, he can do all the handling of the ball. CJ can move over to the two. If Zion's healthy with Brandon Ingram, with those young guys, I think New Orleans, before Zion went down, they were a top three team in the West. Uh, they were the number one seed in the West. They were the number, yeah, they were number, well, top, it's that, top three, number one seed in the West. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that like he would fit perfectly. The last, thing, the last thing I need is two injury-prone dudes on the same team. I, so, I, so let's, let's before we get to his destination, let's talk about the CP era in Phoenix uh, before we get into the mock draft. Would you call that a success? 
the CP3 Phoenix era, would you consider that a success over the last three seasons? Uh, go to one NBA Finals, uh, get bounced in the conference finals one year or the semis two years in a row. Success, uh, yes or no? First of all, the Phoenix Suns weren't doing jack before he got there. So all this talk about Devin Booker's a winner. No, Chris Paul turned him into a winner. He that's who, it's, culture to that, that that, that's who it's a successful one, Devin Booker. Because yeah. Devin Booker spent the first, what, five, six years of his career just putting gaudy numbers on a team that was winning 19, 20 games a season. I mean, you had a game where he scored 70 points. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. And like now all of a sudden they want to use it as a talking point of, oh, Devin Booker, I light you up. It's like, and it's done him what? Like, it, legit, it's done him what? Like, the year they, the year they went to the finals, Devin Booker couldn't even get MVP votes because Chris Paul was getting the MVP votes. It's like, well, we can't give Devin Booker all this praise because it's literally the same team. They just added Chris Paul. But I will say, I do think this era of Phoenix Suns basketball, Matt James will probably attest it was sort of a success. I mean, this team wasn't going anywhere. You bring CP3 and you immediately go to the finals. I mean, that's got to be got to be standing for something. Um, let's talk about where does he end up. Where do you think is a realistic place? I know the Lakers' name has been bounced around a lot uh, over the last Four couple level. days since Four yesterday. Dallas Mavericks make a, make somewhat sense if they move on from Kyrie Irving. Um, where do you think he will end up? And do you do you think the Suns will find a trade partner for him? I doubt it because again, it's the same old story with Chris Paul. Uh, you have him for oh so many games, but when you really need him, he's injured. He's not there, and teams aren't going to even perennial contenders. They aren't going to wager some part of their future in the hopes that Chris Paul is there when you need him the most. And I don't want to hear the whole, like, oh, Denver beat them, but they, the Suns didn't have Chris Paul. Well, the year they went to the finals, they played the Lakers after having, the Lakers didn't get a real offseason. And they battled injuries that whole season, and they beat the no, no one. Anthony Davis gets hurt in that series. No one has sympathy. No one has sympathy for the Lakers. So I'm not gonna sympathize for the for Suns fans and Chris Paul fans and be like, oh well, we lost to Denver because we didn't have Chris Paul. Like no, the the issue wasn't Chris Paul not being there. The issue was that you didn't play defense. <laughs> you couldn't stop anybody. So where does Chris Paul go? I don't. I don't know. I, I really don't like. I, I don't think. I, I legit think people are gonna try to get him for nickels, like yeah, nickels on the side, for sure, on the dollar, and they're not gonna trade anything worth valuable. They're gonna wait until the Suns cut him, and then he can be free to choose to go wherever he wants to go. Yeah, I don't think anybody's trading for him. I think I think Milwaukee Bucks make a lot of sense if they decide to move on from Chris Middleton as a way to shake up this roster. You bring in Chris Paul, he could facilitate this offense a little bit. Um, Drew Holiday can move to the two. I think the Lakers make a ton of sense. Uh, LeBron James has always talked about how he's always wanted to play with Chris Paul. He, he could be the D'Angelo Russell replacement. He's still a better basketball player than D'Angelo Russell, uh, even with only 50 games of Chris Paul. Um, I know you've got to talk about how you have three injury-prone players on your team at the same time, but you're not worried about the regular season. This is a, you're worried about the the playoffs. Uh, Chris Paul is still a winner. He's still a guy who can get you 
he gets you 14 and 14 a game. Um, Dallas, I think, makes a lot of sense as well. Um, if I if I'm making a prediction, I think he'll be a Laker. Is he? I think he'll be a Laker too. Yeah, I think he'll be a Laker. They they went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I think he's a guy that I mean, him and LeBron they they've wanted to play with each other. I think he'll end up somehow on the Lakers as well. But I would love him on the Pelicans though. I, I do think it's I, I do think that's interesting. You move you move uh, CJ McCollum um, to the two guard full time. I think that's actually a pretty good pairing. And he's he's and got you just got to pray guys. that Zion Williamson is is healthy and. You know, all of that stuff. So got his got his mind right, you know. Uh, I'm not even gonna talk about the personal stuff. I just want yeah. I just want him to get get healthy and, and just play yeah. basketball. All that other stuff is just hearsay for the tabloids. Hundred percent. I mean, and it, it's the whole full circle thing. Like, it, wh- wherever he ends up going next is probably it. Yeah. For him, mm-hmm. and if he goes back to New Orleans, that it's full circle. He started there. He's going to end there. Yeah, yeah, woo, all that Hollywood ending not stuff. I ain't going to say nonsense, but I obviously, if you're Chris Paul, you don't want to look like you're quote unquote ring chasing, but essentially you are ring. That's 100% what it is at this point. I never, I never understood how players, like older players, that we know who are going to be Hall of Famers, I never understood how we punish them for that. Because at the end of the day, like who doesn't want to win? Yeah, I mean, even even players like Charles Barkley chased rings at the end of his career, like yeah, like the, like that super old Houston team where it's like, oh, they got the they got four Hall of Famers and yeah, they're all thirty six and older, dude. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't blame like wherever Chris Paul goes, it's gonna be a contender. So does that rule out New Orleans? Maybe, maybe not, but. I'd keep an eye on Boston, the Lakers for sure. Um, hell, both LA teams for that matter. I, I don't know what the plan is for the Clipperland and, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, believe. that makes a lot of sense too. Um, Milwaukee, did one of y'all say Milwaukee? I did. No. Oh, yeah, Milwaukee makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, if the Heat don't end up trading for Chris Paul and they don't win the title, I mean, that makes he makes a lot of sense there too. So. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this more once they actually get a decision of he'll be waived or if they get a, some sort of trade package. I'd be shocked if somebody traded for him, especially when you've already announced that you're going to waive him. Why would you help out? Why would you help out the Phoenix Suns and give them some assets for a team, that, a player they don't want? Um, moving on to the mock draft, let's talk about it. We got the San Antonio Spurs on the clock, and let's just not waste a whole lot of time on this particular pick. They're taking Victor Wembanyama. Any any arguments? <laughs> Uh, no. Let me think about it. Uh, no. <laughs> Seven four unicorn can handle, can shoot. He's, he's probably the best prospect to ever come into the NBA. I ain't gonna, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. He yeah. TJ not gonna do TJ. T, TJ is is very hard on this kid. So everybody knows about that. I've been talking about this kid for two years since he was 15, 16 years old when I was doing podcasts in my in my kitchen. Uh, back uh, in Chicago. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, so, I'm not saying, I'm not going to give him like that best prospect ever. I'm like, LeBron James on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16. No hype is tight. Yeah. No hype is tight. You know, you know, you know, that's that's hype too. But man, the NBA went out of their way 
to cover this guy's games in France. Yeah. That is that is something else. And I know LeBron James was on Sports Center was on ESPN. And ESP, yeah, ESPN and, was televising high school games, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, but, I, but, I, but I, I, there has never been, but nobody nobody was, but the NBA wasn't doing this for Luca or anybody else that was playing overseas either. So that's that's he's, he's that's arguably arguably the best NBA prospect ever. Like you, you, you talk to him or LeBron or like neck and seven neck, four one, can shoot from anywhere, can handle the ball, can block shots. All he's got to do is just add some weight to the frame because he's gonna hard. need it at the next level. Um, and and what else is nice? He doesn't have any history of injuries, so you know he's, he's yeah history of injury. He's 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 been clean. He's been clean cut because you know what? But, but they don't play as many games as they do in France. Uh, as they do in the NBA, like they play like probably half the amount of games. But you know what? I'll say this about Victor Wembanyama. Right now, he's got his team in the championships uh, in the top French pro league. He could just cut it out. He could just be like, man, I'm done. I'm going to be the number one overall pick. I ain't got to play. Him and Bilal Koulibaly are both playing against AS Monaco, who's in the Euro League, who kicked their ass in the regular season. And they got a three-game series for the French uh, championship. So, he kudos to Victor Wembanyama for still finishing out the season and playing. Uh, well, obviously, obviously with with him, it's it's not the obviously it's the it's the big names that that you're looking forward to. Like it's him versus Joel Embiid, him versus Jokic, him versus like those guys. First off, him versus Joel Embiid. Hey man, that might that's either gonna go really good. Or really, really, really bad. I think the thing, the the thing is, the thing is, he's got he's got a guard, he's got a guard, Victor on the perimeter, and he doesn't. They don't. He doesn't, they don't have that lateral quick hand. Jokic, none of those guys have the lateral quickness that Victor Wembanyama has with the handle on the perimeter. That's gonna give those guys some problems. Now on the other end, yeah, he's gonna block some shots, but he's also, you know, they get him in the deep post. He's gonna I mean, get worse. They're gonna, they're gonna do some damage, but at the same time. At the same time, these that length is very, very, very hard to shoot over. So we'll see. He's a rookie. He's gonna go through some rookie pains, brother. He's gonna go through some rookie pains. Moving on, let's talk about where the draft kind of really starts in the Charlotte Hornets. Where do you guys have the Charlotte Hornets taking at number two overall in this year's draft? Is he? Hmm. I. You know what? I, I've been thinking. I was going back and forth with this for so long for the last two days, and it's like. I'm, I'm gonna I, well with the number two overall pick. I'm gonna go with Brandon Miller, and the only the, I can't hear you guys. The only reason I'm going Brandon Miller is because they already have Lamelo Ball. But my thing is the new NBA is like two guys that can handle. Can't can't like Scoot Henderson is is like Derrick is like the most athletic point guard since Derrick Rose, right? So. It's kind of hard to like for Mike to even think about this and 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 Pat or whoever's the GM to even think about this and pass up on a Scoot Henderson. But Brandon Miller's a guy that's six. He's literally Paul George's doppelganger. And if we were to do that draft all over again, Paul George would go into what, David? Top three? He'd be the first pick in that draft, probably. He'd probably be the first pick in that draft, right? So you cannot pass up on a guy that's six eight that can handle the ball, that can play defense, that can shoot the three, that can get out in perimeter. That is basically a three-level score like Brandon Miller, uh, and he fits well with what they're going to do. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm taking Brandon Miller for the Charlotte Hornets. I think you know Lamelo Ball is kind of supplanted there in the point guard position. I think Brandon Miller makes a lot of sense. He kind of replaces uh, Bridges that you know obviously had the off the field stuff, off the court stuff. So Brent, Brandon Miller, Charlotte Hornets, TJ. 
I don't. I, it's either Miller or Scoot Henderson. I don't think you can go wrong with those two. With those two dudes, I'm pretty sure. Like, I I don't think the draft starts till number four. I I agree with you on that, really. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure, like, with Charlotte and Portland, they're going back and forth on. All right, if they go if they go Miller, we're going Scoot. If they go Scoot, we're going Miller. So on and so forth. But like to 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 the point, yeah. The the Hornets have a mellow ball. The only issue with him is, I just need you to play more than forty games. Like I I I need you here. I need you here. I, and, I think if Charlotte, Charlotte is more competitive this season, I think he'll play more. He, he played more than that the season before. Uh, he was an All Star two years ago. I mean, he was. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like we know that, but just the same. It's the same issue. Like just stay stay on the court. Like him and him and Zoe got the same issues right now. They can't complete they can't finish the season. Yep. Uh from the Charlotte Hornets, the Portland Trailblazers on the clock. Uh, I do believe Damian Lillard will be on his way out. He just did a very interesting interview uh with the last dance, I think yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh talked about his potential destinations of uh Brooklyn and Miami. Um, so I think the writing there is on the wall. I think you get the next point guard of the future. Portland takes Scoot Henderson number three yeah yeah i got them taking scoot as well um at number three as well that's a no-brainer dame's gone though you're right yeah i would i would would be pretty shocked if he's still if he's still there by this time at the start of the season but yeah scoot henderson high level competitor he's got all the intangibles you look for in a top flight point guard uh here at ecbs they compare him to colin sexton um you know don't hate it so let's talk about where the draft actually starts. Uh, we got the number four overall pick to the Houston Rockets. How do you guys think the Houston Rockets are going to go, TJ? This could they could do so much with this pick. They could trade it. They could use it. I mean, like they can draft it. I think this is where one of the first uh, one of the first Thompson twins goes. I think it's going to be uh, a sore a sore Thompson. I'll disagree with you. I'm going to take uh, Amen Thompson. Uh, I think he's more of the point guard that they need there in Houston. I think they're going to move off of Kevin Porter Jr. this offseason. Uh, I think Amen Thompson is the one that ends up becoming uh, Houston Rocket. I mean, this is uh, no point if they get James Harden in free agency, right? If they get James Harden in free agency, then they're definitely yeah. not getting either one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they definitely right now currently constructed. They need a point guard the best point guard prospect that is available is a man Thompson also is more of the slasher score um, of the two um, but you can't go wrong with either or because you know you can't go wrong with either or guys so um, I'm going a Thompson though from there let's talk about the Detroit Pistons who have bad lottery luck for the second year in a row uh, top fall out of the top three uh, Last year they took Jay Nivey. They got lucky, kind of fell to them. Uh, how do you think this is going to shake out this year? Izzy, go ahead. Um. So yeah, no. With uh, Detroit's going to go with with what whichever Thompson's brother is <laughs> is there and available, which is going to be Osser, and they, and it makes sense because he's more of the shooting guard, the scorer, the slasher, the defender um, that they need on the perimeter next to. Um, yeah, against the um, K. They're they're they're, they're both six seven. 
Oh, six, seven. Yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah. They no, they both they both 6'7. Yeah, they yeah, so like Oscar Oscar's more of the 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 like defender, slow scorer, slasher. Amen's more of the the playmaker, point guard kind of guy. So I, I, so me and you finally disagree on a pick. I'm actually going to have the Pistons taking Cam Whitmore, uh small forward out of Villanova. I like six, that. Seven. You can't go wrong with that. Uh he's the first one and done from Villanova since Tim Thomas actually since 1997. Um, but yeah, he's got 34% uh, from the three point line. Uh, I think you need to stretch and get shooters uh, for the Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivies. Uh, I would, they need a small forward, whatever they do here, they just can't take another big. They just literally cannot. Um, it's got, or a point guard, but they need to take a, a wing small forward. Uh, Cam Whitmore, I think, is going to be the pick. TJ, I can see them getting the kid out of Houston, uh, Walker. Like, same thing as Cam Whitmore. He's a wing. He can shoot the three. Same thing. He's a driving kick player. Like, just stand out in the wing like Jay and I and kind of him, break defenses down and kick it out to you. But, yes, the last thing they need is, A, another point guard, and, B, another big. It's already congested at those spots. Uh, Walker, highest-rated signee in Houston men's basketball history. Fun fact. Wait, say that again? Oh, yeah. All American, baby. Yeah, so Walker was the highest rated signing in Houston men's basketball history uh, hmm. when he signed with the Cougars out of high school. Interesting. Uh, moving on to pick number six, the Orlando Magic, the first of their two picks in the lottery. Thank you to the Chicago Bulls uh, for that. <laughs> uh, but Orlando, uh, TJ, what do you got Orlando doing here? I don't know. I... At some point, they got to fuck. They got to make the playoffs because I'm sick of them. Um, <laughs> and they got a, they got a million all the talent in the world. Uh, I know. The one, the one right? thing they do, one thing they don't have, I think, is a legitimate like small forward wing. Uh, I'm having taken a Zer Thompson, uh, the slasher wing, uh, going to Orlando at six. Like that's the thing. Like they don't need another guard. They don't need another. I, I the one thing I do think they need is a legit big. No, I think they need a legit big. Like Wendell Carter is not a center. He's six nine. Like that's that's a power forward. Yeah. Like, See, the only thing with this draft though, TJ, is just like no, there's, there's no the legit centers that are like yeah. There's no there's none to take. There's none to take. Derek Lively, Derek Lively, Derek Lively came on strong in the second half of the season, but he's more of a defender than anything. A shot blocker, rebounder. That's you know, that's kind that, of but, what you know, they that's kind of what they need. And this is the magic at this point it's kind of a reach. This is the like oh, this it, would be a, it would be a crazy reach. Like, like and six right like the sixth pick, like this is the magic's own pick. The one from the board. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I know. I thought you said that they got this. No, pick from no, no, no it's the second like, I, was, I, I just I'm I'm with Izzy. I'm, I don't care what they do. I'm I'm just sick of them. Like you have too much. <laughs> you just, you have too much talent to be a lottery team. Like I'm like seriously. Like what? Like what's the plan? Like what's the direction? What are you doing? Well, I mean, they 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 increased their win total from last year to this year. I know it wasn't by much, um, but you gotta like at least the progression of those players on that team. Um, I think they have a bunch of really talented players. I think they just need to find a way to make it all fit. Um, yeah, you know, they still could use some wing depth um, at the shooting guard and small forward position. Um, that's why I'm having to go the other Thompson twin, uh, six seven. Because I think they're more. Um. So yeah, I. I... 
Cam Whitmore is still on my on my uh, radar here. I got them taking Cam Whitmore with the sixth overall pick. Uh, you know, good thing about Cam Cam Whitmore, he did deal with you know some nagging little injuries in, at Villanova, but other than that, he's a big body. He's got a he's got probably out of everybody, he's got the most NBA body like in the draft, in my opinion. Like he's thick. Yeah, six, six seven, two hundred thirty five pounds. He's got thirty he, pounds on either Thompson twin right now. He's got he he can he can he can go to the he can go to the hole he can take he could take smaller shooting guards down in the post smaller guards in the post he's a three level scorer he can spot up shoot it as well and he can handle the basketball Cam Whitmore makes total sense for Orlando Magic. TJ, no disagreements again. I, I don't care what they do, just make it work. Uh, moving on to the seventh overall pick, we got the Indiana Pacers. Uh, what started out as a promising season with the emergence of Tyrus Halliburton, uh, they kind of fell back to earth with how Halliburton got hurt. Um, what do you see the Indiana Pacers doing here with their pick? Uh, their major needs, but really shooting guard, small forward, uh, somebody to play the power forward next to Miles Turner. Um, so I actually, I actually had the Indiana Pacers taking. Anthony Black here from Arkansas, just because of the fact that he can play off the ball, because he did play with Nick Smith as well, who's more of a true point guard at Arkansas. Anthony Black's more of a combo guard, so he can play off the ball next to um, Tyrese Halliburton um, at the at the two. He's got the size as well. He's a he's another three level scorer. He's an aggressive guy. So let me get him. I got him taking Anthony Black here. I'm gonna go Walker, uh, the kid from Houston I mentioned earlier, six six, two hundred forty eight like pounds. Um, a slasher. Um, they kind of need that kind of guy to put next to uh, Tyrus Halliburton, uh, along with Miles Turner. I think that could be a really interesting one, two, three. Um, whatever they decide to do with Benedict Matherin, or if they keep Buddy Healed for the foreseeable future, uh, I think that's the way they'll go. I think I think this is the season one of those two moves get moved. Matherin, not Matherin, uh, Buddy Healed or Miles Turner, or they both get moved. It's, I think I think Buddy Healed has a higher chance to get moved than it's miles in, turner but this entirely i think again this is a this is not a good draft for bigs because like a lot of these teams need bigs but they like, if you get them in the lottery their reaches like they need big man depth but they need guys not named miles turner to be able yeah, to right. yeah right <laughs> like, like, who, right. Even, who even is their backup center exactly <laughs> <laughs> Like they are really small when he is not on the court. And can again, you guess who their backup center is listed on ESPN.com? Is it still the guy from what? Where, where is he from? Like Jordan? Like uh, no, no, the, the it's, not, it's not. It's not him. No, it's it's Jalen Smith. The yeah, is the backup. Jalen really? uh, Smith yeah. from uh, is it Maryland? Yeah, yep, Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one the, of the bigger draft busts in the history of the league. So you guys aren't going to be happy with what I, what I got the Indiana Pacers doing later on in the draft, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> I, I we're mean, only doing I, the lottery. We're only doing the lottery. Cam, we're, only, oh, we're only doing the lottery? I need to stop there yeah, because I keep going. Yeah, we're only doing the lottery, man. Cam Whitmore still available on my board. I guess it makes a lot of sense here, but to me that just has – uh, you got him. You have Buddy Hill. You have Matherin. It's it's a lot of guard. They have a lot of guards. Yeah. On this team, and they still got Duarte, who they're still trying to figure out. Like it's they got 
Rick Carlisle got us. He got his work cut out for him. To the eighth pick on the Washington Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal era still happening in Washington. We don't know how much longer. That's going to still be a thing probably for a while. Um, they do sound like they're going to bring back Kyle Kuzma and uh, Chris Porzingis uh, here in free agency. Uh, eighth overall pick for the Washington Wizards. They still could use a point guard. TJ, what do you got the, what do you got the Wizards doing here at number eight? Uh, I think I have. I still have one of the top six ones on my board. Uh, I think I have a mean Thompson still on my board. Yeah, Denny Abdia has not worked out. Uh, it's he's he he he's if he hasn't already been labeled, he's entering bust territory. I mean, he's been okay. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, he's been semi good, but yeah, he hasn't been. Why are you lying? Possible. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? He's been semi like he's been semi good. He's been okay. Uh, he's been okay as a defensive player, but yeah, offensively he doesn't give you anything. Like why is he? Why is he lying? <laughs> what's oh, like, no, what's like what's like like honestly name me one good thing about Denny Abdia's game that that pops out to you. Oh, he's been oh, a good length on the defensive side of the. Uh, uh, he's been he's giving good length. Lying. On the you can't even say you can't even say it without stuttering. You're lying. All right, You're whatever. Lying. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> so, so they're gonna go with Mean Thompson. He's gonna replace Denny Abdia, and they still got. I think the bigger issue with them is what do you do with Bradley Bill? I don't. They don't care about this draft pick. They need to rebuild. And what's crazy is they've been rebuilding for God knows how long. Now they just need to fully commit to it. I, I'm going to go Taylor Hendricks, the power forward out of UCF, uh, UCF uh, 6'8", 213 pounds. Comparison, Antoine Jameson, Jeremy Grant. Uh, I think he could easily start power forward for them. Um, he was really, like, you know, really skilled. Um, a little upside. Uh, put him next Another to Chris Porzingis. Five-star guy. Yeah. So, he's another Taylor, five-star guy, man. Taylor, a, Taylor man. Hendricks. Yeah, he's a guy, man. He's a guy. He's long. He can block shots. He can shoot the three. He's got a seven-foot wingspan. I mean, shot thirty-nine point four percent from the three-point line. Three-point. Um. So yeah, Taylor Hendricks is a good pick for you, for them. Um. I got them actually taking a point guard here. I know that they took. I, got, I know that they got. Uh, well, what's his name Johnny from Wisconsin? Davis. Johnny Johnny Davis. Davis. Um, yeah. But I think they. I I think they go with another bigger point guard, Jalen Hood Shafino, uh, from Indiana, six five. That's that is a oh, that's a reach for him. At Man, eight? I I I literally oh, I literally I literally was looking at a mock draft yesterday when I was trying to put together some of the stuff for this. They had I had him. They had him going to like five. Like no. I saw a mock draft where he was at five. He's, oh. he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's risen off draft boards just because, like, I mean, dude, he's, you know, average, you know, he's a scorer. He can shoot. Uh, he can shoot a little bit. He's a, he's a pure point. Um, I mean, the, the, he's, he's long. He's athletic. He's got a 6'10 wingspan um, at 6'4.25 and a, and a half. So, uh, I mean, they look at him as like a, a guy that can play both sides of the ball, um, you know, with efficiency. So, I'm actually gonna go with uh, with this kid um, with Washington, but I do agree. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of potential, but he get if he if he if he pans out, he could be a really good point guard for them. So oh, and they do need some guys that can handle that basketball. I mean, Bradley Beal needs guys to you know keep you know, him and Kuzma. They need guys that are gonna be able to 
yeah, you're going to be able to find those guys. And and, and Johnny Davis is, is going to be coming into a second season. Get this kid. Um, you know, they, they need some ball handlers. So Johnny Davis needs to play. Moving on to That's the ninth. Two. Moving over to the ninth pick. We got the Utah Jazz on the clock. And I have them taking a player that, as you already mentioned, Anthony Black. I think they need another point guard, shooting guard, combo guy. Um, play with Colin Sexton a little bit there. Um, you know, had a pretty solid college season there. Anthony Black going to the Utah Jazz. TJ, he took he took he took that he took that um, then that step when Nick Smith went down. I mean, Nick yeah. Smith was down most of the first half of the season. Nick Smith was the higher higher recruited than higher recruited than Anthony Black. So six 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 point eight two hundred ten pounds. Rook, what's their starting five? It's it's Sexton, Markin, and Clarkson don't start for them, Billy. He come off the no, bench. Clarkson I mean, comes yeah. off the bench. I would I would be remotely pretty. I would be pretty shocked if he remained on the team all the way. Yeah, they, they, he's. He, huh. Well, he's got, know, he's got some know. value though, David. He's got value though. Like, yeah, I know. I mean, if you want to move yeah, him, yeah. I mean, but I mean, Utah. I, I know they were a good story in the fun fun story at the beginning of the season, but we it could we use a backup center next to Walker to back up Walker Kessler, but it's, but they don't. There's not one here in the draft to really go. I mean, Derek Lively maybe, yeah, but mm. yeah. So it's sex. It say it, it. Oh, according to ESPN's depth chart, Clarkson starts. So it's Sexton, Clarkson, Markinen, Olenek, and Kessler. That's the starting five. I don't know how cutting, like, I don't, I don't know how set in stone that is. But uh, they got I, THT, too. I mean, I don't know. Right. They got THT, who, depending on what day of the week it is, he's in, he's in and out of the lineup. Um, same thing with O'Shea uh, Abaji. I know Izzy was big on him last year. Um, I, yeah, I can see them getting uh Taylor Hendricks out of UCF because of the lack of depth up front. Like, they get really small. Like, so you got uh Azabuki who's still trying to find his footing, Kessler, then Olenek, and then the next big you got is who Rudy Gay. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably won't be back on this team next year either. Uh, Izzy, who do you got? Ten. Number ten. Oh, at number nine, I got the Utah Jazz uh, taking Anthony Black's teammate Nick Smith, who, in my opinion, Nick Smith, outside of like you know whatever Victor Wembanyama and Brandon Miller become, or whatever the case, I think Nick Smith is probably one of the best pure scoring talents that this class is going to see. I mean. The only thing, only knock on him is that he had that that knee injury that kind of kept him out. He only played in seventeen games, but Nick Smith is a guy, man, that he can. He's an excellent shot creator. He's a three level scorer. He doesn't have the elite athleticism, but I like Nick Smith going here to the Utah Jazz. They need more playmakers to handle the ball. Uh, he's more pure point or pure shot creator, uh, pure playmaker than anything. So Nick Smith here at the for the Utah Jazz. Moving on to the Dallas Mavericks at number 10. Izzy, who do you have the Dallas Mavericks taking at number 10 overall as they basically tank for the remaining least part of their season in order to secure this? This pick? is an easy one. This is an easy one. They don't have no freaking size at the center position. They go with Derek Lively from Duke, a guy that's 7-2. He came on strong at the end of the year for um, John Shire and company. Um, he's a guy that's going to block shots, two blocks a game. Uh, four four blocks per 36 minutes. 
Um, he's a he's a guy that's gonna run the floor. Um, he was fourth in NCAA block percentage, sixteen point three percentage. So he's a he's an excellent excellent defender. So, but the only thing about him is that he lacks an offensive game. And I don't think Denver, uh, Dallas needs that. They need a guy that's going to rim protect, that's going to run the floor, that's going to dunk the ball. Um, one a of guy the, that's going to get nine and nine, nine and ten, something like that. One, one of the other things that this team badly needs is shooting. And the best shooter in this draft is Grady Dick from Kansas. Yes, that's sir. who they're going to take at number ten. Grady Dick will be a Dallas Maverick. That's yeah. That, that's that's what they're going. Um, that's, it, that's a good pick too. Is it though? Because it's like it's kind of like a repeat process. Like we see this. Like they got Maxi Kleber. They got Davis Bertans. Like they 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 got a Tim Hardaway Jr. They got um, <laughs> what's what's my guy with um, Reggie Bullock. Um, and, and, and it's kind of the same thing, right? It's going to be stand and watch Luca and Kyrie create, go one on three, one on four, and then bail out at the last minute to kick it to a shooter for a bad shot. The issue that they have, like, I, I agree with you, Izzy, like, the issue that they have is definitely front court depth and just the big in general. I could definitely see this being a trade partner for them to get somebody. I I I I know I'm living in the sky right here, and I hate the fact that I'm doing it. But hey, you need a big. You need a big. The Bulls have a big, and I don't know how those contract negotiations are going with Nikola Vucevic. But the one thing that you do need in Dallas is a guy like that. He's not necessarily a rim protector, as we all know. But the fact that you can, the fact that Vucevic is an inside-out player, he eighteen and ten is very respectable. I, obviously, every big ain't gonna be uh, Embiid and Joker. But if compared to those two, if my if my big is Nikola Vucevic, I'm pretty comfortable with that. I, I, I'm just not sure he's that much different than Christian Wood, who they could just resign. If, but there's a reason they haven't. If they haven't done it already, I mean, they, they, you can't offer extensions into, even right now, anyways. But, but it, like, I like a front court with him and Vooch versus Christian Wood and uh, what's his name, um, Dwight Powell. Yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing that, but giving up a first round pick in order to make that decision, I just don't. I'm not sure. Like, like, no, like here's the thing, though. You got to prove to not just Luca now, but you got to prove to Kyrie now that hey, we're in the business of winning. We got to. I mean, if they were in the business of winning, they wouldn't have tried. They wouldn't have tanked the last few games of their season to try to secure this pick. I'm not even gonna call. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to call that tanking. Luca. I mean, they, they, literally, they literally scratched healthy scratch three of their starters. The One for like, what for two games yeah, when they I were. Mean, that's, all, that's, all, that's all it took. That's, that's crazy. Trying to get trying to get the Victor Wimbayama joint. Yeah, for sure. That's that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's not tanking. Like Luca and Kyrie played what eleven games together. Yeah. Like I, folks, I, folks I, are I, saying. I, I, as a Bulls fan, I love it, but I, I just don't. I don't think that's gonna happen but it's, that's why it's a mock draft you do what you want because, no because it's, <laughs> yeah. no because like here's the thing like, we're not gonna sit here and act like mark cuban has knocked it out of the park with draft picks outside of luca yeah, recently that's true. That's true. he hasn't 
I mean, Josh Green, or yeah, Josh Green is still all potential. I like, really know. Still all potential. It's not yeah. set in stone what he is yet. So, so I don't yeah. hate it. So, moving on from there, let's talk about the 11th pick. Uh, this is from the Orlando Magic on the clock. This is from the Chicago Bulls. And uh, because this is just a bonus pick, man, I'm going to butcher this guy's name because I don't really know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's the other kid from France. Uh, was it Kalibali? Uh, oh, Bulal Kalibali. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if he comes over right away. Um, the Orlando Magic don't need him to come over right away. That's Vic, um, Victor Wembanyama's teammate. But if you're gonna roll the dice on a guy who has all a bunch of potential and a bunch of upside, I think you can roll the dice on this guy. I mean, this is a bonus pick for the Orlando Magic. You know, you weren't totally sure you're gonna have it as it is, um, based on the Chicago Bulls season. Um, I think you roll the dice with a kid who has all a bunch of immense potential. This could also be a trade chip for them to. <clears throat> True. I don't think they need another. I don't think they need to add two young players to this team, which is why you know you take a guy from France. Maybe he doesn't come over right away. I think I think he does come over. Um, I think he does come over right away. One thing I will tell you about this kid. I watched a lot of their games. I tell you about this kid. He can run the floor. He's long. He's athletic. The and he's great in transition. He, like, finishes almost everything in transition. And then he showed down the stretch in the season that he can spot up, shoot the three as well. And he's got, like, over – I think he's got – what's his wingspan, David? 7'1", 7'2", something uh, like that? He's like a 7'2", wingspan. He's 6'8". So – and he's got tremendous athletic ability. He can jump out the gym, but 7'3", wingspan. 7'3", wingspan. So this kid, the only – the one knock that I would say, he's young. He's still trying to figure out – he's raw. But in the half court, he struggles a little bit to get his shots off because, you know, he just – I don't think he has the handle like he needs to. Um, but I think this kid, if he comes over right away, I think he can work on all of that stuff. And this is a good young team, like, you know, for the Orlando Magic, for him to play on and kind of work on that uh, that work on that game and, and get in there. Because, I mean, he's going to give you eight to ten points just off running the floor, pure athleticism. Who, who, do have, who, who do you have Orlando taking? Oh, I got Orlando. Um, man, let me pull up my draft. I got Orlando taking Taylor Hendricks out of uh, UCF here. He's still on my draft board. Um, you know, they could use a guy, you know, at the power four position, some front court depth. He's he's long. He's athletic. He can shoot it. I talked about him earlier. Taylor Hendricks. TJ. Yeah. I don't. Oh. It's like this. I think they get what's his name's replacement with that sixth overall pick, Jonathan Isaacs. And it's really unfortunate because I like Jonathan Isaacs. It's just at some point in time, you can't, as sensitive as it is, like you, you can't keep waiting. And the setbacks have been one after the other, after the other, after the other. Like he's had legit three setbacks in a row. And it's, it's very, very, very unfortunate. Right here, I think they go guard, like a backup for um, a backup for Jalen Suggs, and I forgot who else they got on that roster. Cole Anthony. I mean, RJ. Yeah, we go. RJ Hampton's gone, but that's what I meant. That's what I meant. A backup for um, Cole Anthony. Uh, Markel Fultz is also still on this team. I think Markel Fultz has. I think he's found his niche. And at least with them, like he's a good off the bench player. Like that that's 
that's his niche. Uh, like, what'd you say about Jalen uh, Green with the mask? He's still all potential. That's what Jalen Suggs is right now. Still all, like, he, he has his moments. I think he was the one that hit that game winning shot against the Bulls. UCLA? Oh, and the Bulls? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's the one. That, I think he's one to hit that game winning shot against the Bulls, but like, he's still, it's still just not there all together yet. Um, I think they go guard here. I'm not sure which one, though. But it's going to be a guard. Moving on from the Orlando Magic, let's talk about the 12th pick in the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're outside the top 10 now, so let's move a little bit quicker. Uh, I have the Orlando Ma- the Oklahoma City Thunder taking Derek Lively, uh, center out of Duke. Uh, I think that what they really need is a is a big five, um, you know, seven one, seven two wingspan. Uh, I think this would be a perfect match to with the SGA. He can catch lobs. Uh, I think I like what they're building there. I know they have. Uh, Chad Holmgren coming back, but Derek Lively gives you a different kind of guy, um, bigger body. So you don't like yeah. Jalen Williams? You don't like Jalen Williams? I do. I just you know I think you, you can never have too much. Depth. They're gonna they're gonna have Jalen Williams. And don't forget they're gonna have Chet. So yeah, I know. You know they're they're gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty nice in the on the front court side. But yeah, I do agree they could use a, a guy that can win, protect, and run up and down. But. On my draft board, he Derek Lively's gone. Oh, um, so on my draft board, Derek Lively's gone because that would make sense, David, to get a guy like Derek Lively. Um, and you don't want to reach for a guy like James Najee uh, from Barcelona, who's a bit of a project That's as well. Exactly he's what great. you did. Like, was he six eleven? He's like yeah, six eleven, seven foot, very long. He's a project. He's working he's, out. He's just, he he working out with Serge Ibaka in Spain right now. Man. That's 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 what he's doing. I know, I I, I know, but they might go that route. But man, I mean, uh, right now Grady Dix is on the board, and they need some shooting, and he's the best shooter in the draft. So I'm going Grady Dick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They could use a guy like Grady Dick to light it up when SGA breaks down a defense, when Josh Giddy breaks down a defense. They can use a guy to kick out to like Grady Dick so he can shoot that three and he'll make he made what 40 something percent at, at the college level as a freshman. Yeah, yeah, give me Grady Dick, TJ. I mean, that that's that's cool, but it's very rare that what you call it that 40 something percent that you shoot in college translates to the NBA because it, it is a longer three, like we, we, we do gotta they do gotta incorporate that so. I don't know, like, how I feel about the Orlando Magic is how I feel about OKC Thunder. I, I'm better about the Thunder because they actually have made improvements about getting better. Like, again, they were a game or two out of the play-in, right? What are you no, they were, they were a game away from making the eighth seed. Yeah, they I lost mean, to Minnesota. They beat, they beat New Orleans. So it's... They're closer. They're closer than a lot of people think. Like they're respectable. Oh, they taking their next jump. They're yeah, they're taking like, their next jump next year. They're respectable. Like when you see, they're no longer a team where you see them on the schedule. You can just literally write a W next to the name. Like no, you got to go in against the OKC Thunder, and you got to have you got to have all your ducks in a row, or they will embarrass you. Like they got to, they have. They got a perennial all-star in SGA. Like what they do with this total overall pick, I I really don't know. I like the Derek Lively pick by David because like you can literally put him at the five and just move Chet Holmgren to the four. 
where he's probably a more natural fit. And Jalen Williams will come off the bench and, and terrorize. The, you know, the I would say terrorize, but he'll he'll be he'll be decent off the second unit and still average nine and nine what he did his last year off the bench. My thing is with with like a guy like Grady Dick, you add more shooting. You got SGA, Josh Giddy, Jay, Grady Dick. Don't forget about J Dub, the other Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, who was really good last year. You had Chet Holmgren. This team's ready to take the next step. They just need a couple pieces. Well, he's super young. He's already like he he start like he's their starting three. So what is it? It's SGA, it's SGA, Lou Dort, J Dub. I will put Holmgren at the four and drafting a Derek Lively. He feels a he feels a need. There's an ambulance driving. I think I think it's SGA. I think uh, TJ, it's SGA, Josh Giddy, J Dub. Um, and then I believe they were playing, uh, they were playing a, sometimes they were playing small, they'll put Lou Dort, yeah, Lou Dort, Lou, yeah, Lou Dort was that, was yeah, and then and then and then they'll have the other Jalen Williams at the five. Oh, when, and that's and when Chet Holmgren was not playing, right? That's so, so with so Chet like, Holmgren back. Yeah. So like they they got to shake up their lineup. I I can't. Uh, yeah, I probably I think they one of those guys got to move to the bench. Um, moving on from the Oklahoma City Thunder, let's talk about the Toronto Raptors, another team that lost in the play-in to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, there may be some major overhaul in this roster as Fred Van Fleet is a free agent. What do you see Toronto doing with this draft? Um, uh, I would um, first off, first off oh, keep. Ahead, Keep an eye out on three names: Van Fleet, Siakam, Ananobi. Some like two of the three might not be there when things start. Um, obviously, like David said, Van Fleet's a free agent, so they can literally lose him for nothing. Or is he restricted free agent? No, he's can- a regular free agent. But none of the teams that are any good have cap space, so they would probably need to facilitate some sort of sign and trade, unless he's going to end up in like Orlando. Which is why a team like the Lakers is on is in the Van Fleet market because they can literally flip, yep, uh, D'Angelo Russell and some other stuff, yep, for him. Um, what's this? Thirteen. ESPN ESPN has them going Kasan Wallace from uh, Kentucky, and that makes sense because this is where we get into not best available but best fit and if you lose van vliet you're you're gonna need a point guard and kasan wallace is definitely definitely the best choice right here i'm gonna go jalen hood shafino the kid from indiana i'm also thinking that Fred Van Fleet will no longer be part of this roster uh jalen hood safino has a lot of potential i got them to go into the toronto raptors is he um so i'm actually gonna agree with some of what you, you were saying earlier about um fred van fleet i think that they're probably the only team that can offer him what he's gonna want so i think he does come back there goes the true point guard this kid played himself into the lottery in the ncaa tournament and i'm talking about jordan hawkins from uconn he's a straight up microwave can shoot it from anywhere i mean he improved from his freshman to sophomore season tremendously uh, he's a, just a, a winner, national champion. Give me Jordan Hawkins at number 13 here for the Toronto Raptors. And to the final pick 
as I'm getting ready to go make some dinner because I haven't eaten yet today. Uh, we got the New Orleans Pelicans on the clock. Izzy, what do you got New Orleans doing? As they don't have that, you know, they were at the number New one. Orleans, one. Yeah, New Orleans, you know, we talked about Chris Paul earlier. You know, they really do need a point guard. I know Jose Alvarado comes off the bench, but they need they need some more ball handlers next to C.J. McCollum. I don't know if a rookie is going to take that over this year, but Kassan Wallace at 6'3", uh, is the best available point guard left in the draft, in my opinion. Pure point guard. Uh, I know we talk about Kobe Bufkin, but I like Hassan Wallace a lot better. Uh, he can take it to the hole. He can he can distribute. He can play, make. He can shoot it a little bit. So I'm Kassan Wallace you. here from New Orleans. I'm agreeing with you, Izzy. Kassan Wallace going to New Orleans. Uh, you can move CJ McCollum to his natural shooting guard position. Kassan uh, Wallace is a big point guard. He can defend. He can shoot it. He can take it to the rack. I have a different point guard. Um I don't like. I guess this is less for reach for him at fourteen, but Hood Shafino out of Indiana, and it's the same thing. You can move, excuse me. You can move uh, McCollum back to his natural two spot and go from there. This is kind of disappointing because this is like a prime opportunity for a dude like Akira Lewis, who's literally on the team already. Yeah. And it's, it's. It just, just doesn't. Like, I just. He just doesn't have some really like grabbed that brass ring and made the most of it really like it's been it's sad kind of you know hey that's the nature of the beast right 100 but yeah this has been our uh 2023 nba mock lottery draft uh as we went through all of the lottery picks uh this has been prime sports world thank you very much for checking us out here at prime sports world please like share um, subscribe to the podcast and check out our pl- plethora of streaming platforms as well a quick shout out to the oklahoma lady sooners who just won their third straight national championship in softball first team with three peak in 33 years and they ended the season with a division one record 53 wins in a row that just wow. doesn't seem <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I'm David Huffman right there, Mr. Chiche Hopkins right there, CEO Israel Rivera. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow doing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offseason uh, season preview show. Uh, that's going to air as soon as the Miami Heat Nuggets game goes final. Um, so keep an eye out for that content. Uh, y'all have a good night. And gentlemen, what we do here at the Prime, my friends. We bring the heat, kind sir. Yes, sir. We bring the heat. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Y'all have a good night and stay safe. Is you're muted, so we cannot hear you if you are talking. Yeah, you're muted. <laughs> Still muted, but we'll talk to you all tomorrow. We bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, in a part, hey, and I want to say something, ladies and gentlemen. There's a possibility that four French players can get picked in the first round of the NBA draft. That's got to be some type of record for France. Just for saying. We'll be back here tomorrow. We'll also revisit the, visit the NBA Finals uh, either on Sunday or Monday uh, after Game 4 is in the books tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that content. Y'all have a good night. Stay safe out there. Peace out, gentlemen.